From the capital of Canada, you're listening to The Album Drop on CHUO 89.1 FM. That's a record. Their new album. Drop, drop, drops. New and excitingly different. And they keep dropping, dropping. Drop it like it's hot. You could drop on back. Drop dead sexy. And then come those words we have all waited so long to hear. Your weekly look at the new release shelf begins right now. Here's Phil Shirakawa. And another episode of the album drop is on the air. And I thank you for being a part of it. What a jam-packed show we have, as is the norm here on CHUO 89.1 FM. Today, we're going to take a look at some brand new tunes from Vancouver's own Said the Whale. Plus, we will also be looking at brand new stuff from a group called Streetlight Manifesto. Really cool third wave ska out of the States. And then sometime this hour, we're expecting it just after 3.30. The man, the myth, the legend, star of television and films. But before all that, a former DJ here at CHUO, Mr. Tom Green, will be calling into the program and we'll be talking about what he's been up to lately. He's coming to town next weekend to do some stand-up comedy and promote... He's got a new beer that he's brewed. He'll tell you all about that when we speak to him. But we're going to start off the program, as I said, with a group out of New Jersey. They're called Streetlight Manifesto. And The Hands That Thieve is the name of album number five from these guys. The record is available now, but many wondered if it would ever actually see the light of day. The record was pushed back several times, with the group citing issues with finishing it. Not to mention their not-so-private issues with their label Victory Records. Now, the group wanted to release the album alongside another album, which essentially was supposed to be an acoustic version of the record. For anybody unaware... Their stuff is pretty high energy, so naturally the prospect of an acoustic album is that much more tantalizing to the consumer. However, Victory Records claims that they own the right to the tunes on this release, and as such, wanted the acoustic album to be put out on their label, or not at all. Subsequently, they've pulled that release from Amazon, pulled the videos from YouTube, and forbid the group from selling either version on their online store. Either version. And the group says in a post... A few weeks ago, they apologized for not being able to fill pre-orders as, due to their legal battles, the label refused to sell them copies of their own album. How gross is that? Now, obviously, the band isn't going to go to the record store and buy copies of their own record, but they definitely need something for the people that pre-ordered it ahead of the April 30th release date and have yet to receive it. It's a very interesting tale. We will keep you posted on how it turns out, but for now... Let's enjoy the tunes and help promote the band, because one way or another, the group themselves are awesome. The record is called The Hands That Thieve, and from it, we'll start with a song called Littlest Things, Streetlight Manifesto, and they're on the album drop, CHUO 89.1 FM. Little hitting 
clues And when I added it up I knew a little But a little won't do
album drop on CHUO 89.1 FM. You're listening to The Album Drop on CHUO 89.1 FM. I will never defend a man who make amends with any enemy's friends. I will never pretend. 
forced to see we were equals in the night. Starry, starry night. Looking down between the trees of the town we knew we had to leave. For what it's worth, we will walk the earth till we find the things we see. And the king said, I believe I'm a non-believer now. I was a leader, but I had to lead them all. No one will ever know. The things I held in time, so we'll let them go. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yes, oh my God. I will never defend a man who makes defense of any enemy. in a row from Streetlight Manifesto. The record is called 
the hands that thieve. That was the three of us. Previous to that, oh me, oh my, the first one, the littlest things are the names of the tunes and all three on the record available now in stores, but not on their website, as the group is kind of working through some troubles they're having with Victory Records. Hopefully they get it all sorted out. I mean, I really feel bad for the people that pre-ordered that album and have not received it. It's a bit of a legal struggle. Hopefully they manage to turn things around. You're listening to the album drop at CHUO 89.1 FM. Thank you for doing so. I'm Phil Shurikawa. We got some dark post-punk from Toronto now. The group is called LV Gore. And they describe their sound as the kind of people that you'd meet at a late-night sex party, who subsequently would be found beating their instruments half to death. It's kind of weird, but it's kind of catchy. Their new EP is called Sex Static, and it's out today on a label called Bad Actors. It's a brand new label that's being started up by Ben Cook, who you may know from the group Fucked Up. They promise more releases in 2013, and if this is where the label is headed, then I am going to get a subscription. If they have one. If not, I'm just going to pay attention because I'm digging it. We're going to start with a song called Her Vicious. This is L.V. Gore, and it's on the album drop. C-H-U-O 89.1 FM.
losing sleep over this. From the capital of Canada, you're listening to the album drop on CHUO 89.1 FM.
Brand new stuff from Toronto's LV Gore. The EP is called Sex Static and is out now on a brand new label called Bad Actors, which is being run by Polaris award-winning musician Ben Cook. From it, we heard Lobotomy, and previous to that, Her Vicious. That one's out today, so check it out. Really cool stuff from ELLV Gore. The album drops CHUO 89.1 FM. I'm Phil Shurikawa, and Said the Whale has a new EP. It's coming ahead of a record they expect to release in the fall. The I Love You EP is what it's called, and it's named after the first song on this three-track release. We played that one for you a few weeks ago on the Music Meltdown, so let's play two and three. We'll start with a song called Barbara Ann. It's Said the Whale. They're on the album. Album drop CHUO 89.1 FM. Maybe I can be your pal. Can be my bay. I can be your island in the sun. You can be my sunshine every day. We two can be grateful lovers. We can be together always. Baby, I can be your mouth. You can be mine. You can be my BA. Best friend, and you can't be my true love always. 
You're listening to the album drop. Oh, that radio show. Oh, yeah, it's all the kids talk about on Monday at school. On CHUO 89.1 FM. stuff from said the whale right here on the album drop chuo 89.1 fm that one is called mother and before that we heard one that was called barbara ann two new tunes from the brand new i love you ep available in stores and online now from vancouver's said the whale you're listening to the album drop chuo 89.1 fm and i believe right now we've got by far the most famous person to ever make an appearance on this program. You know him from TV, from the movies, and maybe you remember him from his days here at CHUO. It's Tom Green.
thank you so much for doing this, by the way. This is cool. It's cool to be back on CHUL. Yeah, it's. I guess it's been, what, about uh, 20 years or so for you, eh? Almost? Um, well, yeah. You know, I started, the sh- I was definitely on the on CHUL 20 years ago. I probably was on it till, uh, yeah, uh, maybe till I was around 25, I, I, I was still doing it, so maybe a little less than 20 years. Okay, cool. How did, uh, how did you get involved, um, I guess, volunteering here? At CHUL, I st- I, when I was in high school, I started going down there for a co-op um, credit, and I would go down in the afternoons, and I would stack CDs and uh, just volunteer there at the station because I wanted to, uh, you know, I wanted to get into radio and television. So I guess that co-op program works because that's uh, <laughs> what I ended up doing with the rest of my life. Yeah, it seems to be working out for you, right? Yeah, it was cool. I loved it uh, down there at the station, and I was like 17 years old when I was down there volunteering for that, and uh, I immediately began uh, lobbying with the station management at the time to give me my own show, and uh, after about maybe two years or a year of volunteering, I can't remember, uh, they let me come in on uh, Christmas Eve and uh, and and fill in for somebody because nobody wanted to do the midnight till two o'clock in the morning shift on Christmas Eve one year, and uh, I actually might have been midnight till six in the morning on Christmas Eve. Jeez! So that was the first time I did the radio show. I remember I was so excited that I was going to be on the radio from midnight till six in the morning, and um, they didn't even have uh, an FM license at the time, so it wasn't really even on the radio. It was called cable FM at the time, so the only way you could really listen to CHUO back in those days, in those early, early days, was you had to hook your television cable up to your radio, and, you know, radios don't even have an input for television cable on them, (laughs) so you would have to take your television cable and basically duct tape or tape the wire of the cable to the antenna of your radio, and you would tune it to 89.1 and you would, you would actually be able to hear the station. So you had virtually no listeners. And, uh, I, but I had all my friends tuning in and uh, taping their cable to their radio, and everyone thought it was just amazing that they could hear me talking on their radios. That's how crazy the world was back then. <laughs> back before we got uh, into the uh, technologi- technological mess we're in today. Yeah, exactly. It's just uh, it's nuts now. I mean, now it's it, it sort of I miss that because it made it so much more exciting, to be honest with you. Now it's like everybody who can broadcast to the world through their iPhone and and uh, make websites and, and produce television shows and do all this stuff, you know, with virtually, you know, household equipment. So it, it, it's, it's on one hand, it's cool that you have all this technology now, but on the other hand, it takes a lot of the mystery and the excitement out of out of uh, the idea of getting on the radio for the first time and broadcasting for the first time. So so I missed that, but that was cool. You know, I'm, I'm actually doing my own radio show now, still. 20 years later, I, I have a show called Tom Green Radio, and it's not a whole lot different than my show I was doing on CHUL, except um, this one is, uh, you know, I do it in Los Angeles, and I interview comedians and celebrities. I just had Andrew Dice Clay on and Steve-O from Jackass, and... Bob Saget I interviewed yesterday, and generally funny, outrageous comedians who always have something to say, and I just uh, I, I take phone calls from the Internet and interview them, and it's available on my website on TomGreen.com. 
I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to be coming back to Ottawa, though, because I'm going to be uh, launching my my uh, first ever collaboration with uh, Bo's Brewery, and we're uh, going to be putting out Tom, the Tom Green beer uh, in Ottawa, and we're going to be having the um, release party and tasting of that beer all weekend, Father's Day weekend, at Yuck Yucks uh, on Elgin Street, so uh, that's going to be pretty cool. How did you uh, get involved with Bose and coming up with the idea of making a beer? You know, I just, I really like Bose beer, and I was drinking Bose beer, and I love the beer, and uh, I have some mutual friends uh, that knew some of the guys at Bose, and I, uh, you know, I've been touring full-time for the last four years doing stand-up, and everywhere I, I perform, my, my, you know, audience that comes out to my shows, they drink a lot of beer. I thought, hey, that'd be pretty cool if I could partner up with Bose and put out a beer and 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 make it a really delicious beer that we could drink uh, at my shows. And so I just called them up, and uh, they they were really into the idea. You know, they they grew up skateboarding and making music and listening to uh, my show on Rogers Cable in Ottawa. And we just sort of all went out for a beer and talked about it and came up with some funny ideas and decided, yeah, let's do this. So they decided they wanted to do it, and it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Awesome. You, uh, you, you had alluded to uh, something previously. You were talking about uh, comedians always having something to say. I mean, people know you, you know, kind of for your outrageousness, but uh, of late you've been kind of focusing uh, uh, your attention, at least partways, um, to the whole technology movement. Uh, there's this great article that you put up on the Huffington Post um, not too long ago, kind of uh, talking about how we as a society are kind of you know losing out by being so self-involved um is that something that you've noticed uh, just you know from touring around or how did you uh, kind of get to you know because most people are really like hey great uh, the internet in my hands and that sort of thing but you kind of seem to be against it well you know i've been using the internet longer than most people as far as you know to put video and pictures and Photo, you know, photos and audio and information about myself out there, which is sort of what Facebook is now. But in 1996, nobody was doing that kind of stuff. But we had the Tom Green Show on Rogers Cable, and we had TomGreen.com, and we were putting stuff about the show up. And um, so because of that, I sort of got an early taste of what it was like to put yourself out there and, and get feedback from people, anonymous trolls and people chiming in about your life. And, you know, that's one thing that I think is very odd that everybody has to suffer through that now, this sort of anonymous criticism and, and, uh, and, and you know, commenting about superficial things about, you know, people online. It's really strange. But, you know, that, you know it's just there's just so many elements of, of what's really strange about the Internet and, 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 and our connection to it and our addiction to it. And so, you know, whether it's, whether it's uh, you know, being stuck on our Facebook pages or on our text messages or whether it's not being really able to get away from it anymore, you know, before all that stuff, it was really nice to be able to just be alone and you'd <laughs> be able to go out on the weekend and take off and, and your skateboard and your parents couldn't get a hold of you and nobody knew where you were and it was a different sort of sense of freedom that you had back then and now everybody's tethered to the internet so you never really feel like you can truly get away from your life you know you're being 
hit with a barrage of information at all times, whether it's emails or text messages or the cell phone ringing in your pocket. doesn't matter if you're in the middle of the woods or walking down a country road or, 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 or driving in your car. There's always somebody able to, you know, interrupt what you're doing, what you're thinking. And I think it's made people just, you know, more stressed out. And uh, it's, it's having a huge impact I just, uh, on, on the way everybody lives. And, you know, we get used to things pretty quickly. So people don't care so much. And, you know, it's easy to ignore, you know, the downside of it you know, because of the conveniences, of course, that, you know, we have of being able to get a hold of people and, 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 and conduct business faster and do things that we want to do quicker. So, but uh, I, just, I just find that there's an absence of voices in the mainstream media that are coming out and speaking about this in more drastic and, and, and dramatic terms and making a point that maybe it really is a problem. And... You know, doing stand-up comedy and touring around the world, uh, getting up on stage and ranting and raving about things that I think are ridiculous about the planet, I like to talk about stuff that is uh, true in everybody's lives and that people can relate to. And this is just something that everybody, I think, is kind of aware of right now, but not really, uh, you know, vocalizing or, 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 or doing anything about. And... You know, you, you know, I always find a lot of comedy in, in, in strange and negative places, and, and, and uh, so, so it's, it's good for stand-up, you know. Another thing I like about it is that, you know, when you're, when you're doing stand-up comedy, it's nice to, to make, you know, jokes about things that, that, that people haven't talked about before, and because it's just such a new phenomenon, everybody being tethered to the Internet with their cell phones. Uh, there's just a whole wealth of comedy to come from it, and, and that's fun, too, to be able to just kind of joke about this stuff. So I guess it would be safe to say that anybody coming out to Yuck Yucks next weekend is not going to see the Tom Green show that they remember from uh, or from Rogers Cable or from uh, the Comedy Network or MTV. Well, you know, it's, it's obviously a different show, but it's also, you know, the same in the sense that it's completely ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's not like I'm getting up there and preaching some political punditry. It's, um, it's, uh... It's it's an outrageous, over the top comedy show, and it's very high energy and, and, and crazy and fun. And we're going to be drinking the Tom Green beer, and it's going to be a party, and it's going to going to be a lot of ways similar to the way that the show was on Rogers Cable, in the sense that it was, you know, uh, a fun, crazy, goofy environment. But you know, there is there is also serious themes that I that I am. You know, layering through the show, which uh, which I think is important. Uh, you know, when you're going to sit there and travel around and, and and talk to people for hours on end, you know, I, I like to have their have some form of a message to it. And all of my favorite comedians, you know, had had some weight to what they were talking about. It wasn't just absurdity. I've I've been curious to ask you because you know you did the whole corporate um, entertainment thing for a little while and. You know, over the last few years, you've really been been kind of pushing yourself on your own. How does it differ? Doing my show on the internet, whether it was the web the web TV show or the radio show that I'm doing now, or stand up, which is completely independent of any sort of corporate influence. You know, I don't have anybody telling me what to say on stage. It's a lot closer to what I did for years 
when I was younger in Ottawa, before I ever had a, a show on MTV, or before I ever did a movie with a major studio. You know, it was it was being creative with my friends, coming up with, you know, hilarious things that we wanted to do, and not having to go in and run it past anybody and get it filtered through some sort of corporate, you know, system that really took a lot of the fun and spontaneity out of things. So, so I just really have embraced it and gotten back to uh, focusing on it because it's actually the most fun I ever had. And, and, and I'm continuing, the most fun I have, I have in this business is when I'm not really having to, you know, completely change the the message to suit some sort of corporate agenda or whatever. And I liked working at MTV. It was amazing and it was exciting and it changed my life. It, it you know, enabled me to, to you know, focus on, on stand-up full-time and, and it enabled me to tour the world because I have a an international audience now that comes out to my shows. I just got back to New Zealand, so I don't have anything bad to say about about having worked at MTV or having done movies and things like that. Obviously, it was very exciting, but just sort of artistically, you know, if you can call it that, creatively, it just really wasn't as much fun as when, for me personally, it wasn't as much fun as when I was just doing it all myself. So, you know, you, you make a trade-off when you work with a, a major network. You know, you, you get a lot more people tuning in. But, you know, that's changing now. In fact, that's, that's actually already changed. I mean, you know, when, when I was doing my show on Rogers Cable or on CHUO, you know, we didn't have many people watching, but we got to do whatever we want. And we went to MTV, and we had millions and tens of millions of people watching around the world, and we didn't get to do whatever we wanted to. That was the trade-off. But now, with the Internet, what's really exciting is that you can have tens of millions of people watching, and you can do whatever you want. And uh, that's really what's inspiring about it to me. And so I'm just sort of continuing to enjoy building that independent audience uh, so I can do comedy on my own terms for the rest of my life or for as, long, ever, you know, for as long as I decide that I want to do it. You know? Absolutely. My last question is um, because this primarily is a music show, and I know, I know, you've obviously done a ton of music-related things over the years. What are you listening to these days? Pretty much listening to the exact same music that I listened to when I was in high school. The exact same music that I would play on my radio show on CHUO 20 years ago. Um, so a lot of hip-hop? Yeah, old-school, you know, hip-hop from the early 90s, late 80s. Beastie Boys, Tribe Called Quest, um, Public Enemy... De La Soul, Gangstar, J. Rue, The Damager, you know, specific albums that I just grew up listening to when I was, when I was, uh, you know, growing up and, and that I really, really loved. And I don't know, for some reason, that just, you know, it's kind of like, you know, when you think about your parents, when they talk about music, your parents always talk about the music they were listening to when they were kids, and it seems so dated. And I think there's something about music that, it really, with me personally, and I don't know if this is true with everybody, but it seems to be true with a lot of people, that the music that you hear when you were in your formative years, when you were becoming an adult, when you're dating for the first time, when you're in high school, when you're experiencing life and socializing for the first time with people, that, that's the music that sticks with you for the rest of your life, because the, you know, the, the lyrics would resonate, you'd be 
listening to it more closely. Now, music, new music that comes out to me, it's just kind of sound that's playing in the background. You know, I, I'm not saying there's not great music, but I just don't pay as close attention to music anymore and the new music that's coming out. I'm still just kind of brought back to those places through through the music that I listen, you know, brought, brought back to my, you know, my, my youth, basically, you know, through listening to stuff that I was listening to back then. I mean, it's like a time warp when you listen to music. You know, you listen, uh, when I pop on a, an album that I was listening to 20 years ago, it just brings me back to that place, you know, it brings me back to that, that time. So once again, that would be June 13th, 14th, and 15th at Yuck Yucks on Elgin Street? Absolutely, yeah. And will tickets be available at the door, or? Uh, you know, probably not, because we're going to be sold out by the time the show starts, so go get them now. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> Deal. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, Tom. Hey, you're listening to the album drop with Phil Shurikawa on CHUO 89.1 FM. My name is Tom Green. Daddy, would you like some sausage? may know his TV show and his movies, but I bet you didn't know he was a rapper, too. Tom Green and the rest of his crew organized Rhyme, the tune they released back in the early 90s, redid it in 2011 for Just for Laughs. It's called Check the OR. 
and it's on the album drop chuo 89.1 fm my thanks to mr green for calling into the program and having a nice chat with us about the way things are father's day weekend june 13th to 15th at yuck yucks on elgin street hear him do stand up try his new beer check out the greatness of Ottawa's own tom green chuo's own tom green i mean it's been a little while since he's been on the station but who knows when he'll be back again you'll have to keep the radio locked to find out this has been the album drop i'm phil shirakawa thanks for listening like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, drop me a line, the album drop at mail.com, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Have a beautiful time. You all the weakest link. Goodbye. Keep fit and have fun. If you missed anything or just can't get enough, check out thealbumdrop.com. Welcome to the internet, my friend. We'll be back next week on CHUO 89.1 FM.